the Sefer Chinuch Yisrael brings a very interesting marshal. He says if somebody borrows money from a bank, borrows money, and the bank eventually realizes he's not paying it back. So they assess the situation, they see what's going on, and they see that this fellow, very up, upstanding good person, he's looking after his house well, he's looking after the property well, they figure, you know what, let's leave it. He's not paying his, he's not paying his bill, he's not paying back the debt, we've got a problem. On the other hand, if we leave it, he's only going to increase the value of the property, and all the ribbits and everything that the charges will only go up, and Momela will be able to collect more money. And they wait. However, if you have a case, exactly the opposite. Where you have somebody that borrows the money, he puts his house as the collateral, the bank sees he doesn't pay his bills, they say, what are we going to do? They go check out the property, they see the situation, they see this person, is ah, he's ruining it, he's damaging it. Every day goes by, it's getting worse and worse. Let's get it back as soon as possible, so it doesn't get any worse. So in the same way, Chenech Yisraeli brings this motion to say that's exactly what happens to us. We mentioned the beginning of the Shurim of Chinuch, a couple of Shurim ago, we said, the Medrash says that by Shas, Kabbalah Satoya, the Rabbanish Loilam wanted Norib, wanted a guarantor, who's going to guarantee Torah continues in Kalal Yisrael. And Kalal Yisrael said, it's going to be our children. Our children is someone's going to keep on Torah going throughout the generations. And Akadosh Baruch Hu said, okay, that's enough, that's good enough for us. If we're not paying back our own debts, and Akadosh Baruch Hu sees that our children are being machanach in the correct way, we're taking it seriously, we're doing the halachas that we're meant to be doing, what we've discussed previously and what we're going to discuss tonight, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not so easy to collect. Whereas if Chas Shalom, a person is mezalzel, the person doesn't treat the halachas of Chinuch and his children in the correct way that he's meant to, so Rahman Leston, a person will have to date, the situation may be that HaKadosh Baruch Hu will have to collect. Last week, we spoke out the inyanim of, again, some of the Hagdom inyanim, we spoke about some of the uh, introduction things of where who's chinuch or what the ages are, and we spoke about the inyanim of Orachayim. Today, Beis Hashem, tonight we'd like to discuss the inyanim of Eben Ezer and Choshe Mishpat and Yeridei. The other three halakim in Shulchan Aruch and how it's negated to children on a regular situation. You know, somebody asked me, he said to me, you know. You know, my kids are young, it's not so negay. I have to start thinking about this, I have to start thinking about that. Why is it so negay to me? So I told him there's a modic svasemis. The svasemis at the end of Parshas Miketz brings down the following yisoy, which is something worth thinking about, especially if a person has young children, a person doesn't have any children. You think, you know, what do I have to know this for? They're too young. The emissary says the svasemis, this nakuda. Says the svasemis that we know in Parshas Miketz, with all the sugi over there, with the chaloimis, the dreams, and whatever. So Svasemes says a very important thing. He says that over there, there were seven years of plenty. And those seven years of plenty were first, and only then were the seven years of hunger, of the starvation. Says the Svasemes, what were the seven years of plenty trying to teach us? They give a person a bit of time to think, to prepare yourself. So that when it comes to the time of the seven years of famine, oh, a person will know what to do. Says the Sfas Emes at the end of Parashas Miket, the same thing is meant to apply to our lives. And it's also, again, obviously you can apply this to any way you want. But Sfas Emes says that often a person has in his lives quiet times. 
And those times are the times that a person is meant to have a little bit of retrospect to think where he's holding, what is he doing, what can he accomplish. And it's those times, especially if a person's got young children. And they're not maybe holding in all the inyonin that we're discussing, five, six, seven, eight, nine, all these ages. But the years before that, or years like the Smas Emes says of plenty, that a person's meant to think a little bit on where he can be. There were story, countless stories of Gedolim. I didn't want to bring them all down because we're not here to hear stories. But there were so many stories of Gedolim and Sadiqim and Rebbers that would stand by the cot of their young babies looking at themselves to see how can they improve themselves and the make a better child when the child becomes older. So even if it's not a gay to a person, a person, the person should think of the future to know where it's going to end up. However, this is a gay base Hashem to anyone that will or has children at any point in his life. We'll start with the halachas of Eben Ezra. We'll start with Hilchas Yechut, for example. And there's very many shailas that could be Nagaya. I want to try to pinpoint the most Nagaya shailas that come up all the time. So number one, Yechut. What do we have halacha lemaisa? We have halacha like this. You have one man, you have one woman, and they're in seclusion. They're in yichud together. That's yichud doraisa. The moment you have more than one and one, that's going to be yichud dorabonah. Which in certain situations you can be makel with using certain heterim that sometimes will allow you to use. So again, one and one doraisa. One and two generally will be a dorabonah. And sometimes it's even motiv. It's two men, for example. But obviously we're not going into all the sugya right now. I am the Gemara in Kedushin and the Mishnah. Over there that talk about this Indian Barichas. Now, when does the Issa of Yechud begin by children? So, number one, by a girl it begins by the age of three. By a boy, it begins at the age of nine. Right? Now, this is so negated to every babysitter, Shaila. We'll get to it. So, we'll start like this. Number one, there's a famous Rub Moshe. There's a famous Chuvenig with Moshe, Ebenezer, Chedidalus, and Samachesi, Gotten your base. Where Rub Moshe writes a very massive Chedish. Rub Moshe says like this. He wants to taina that maybe the age of Yechud nowadays should be less. Should be more, I'm sorry. Of a girl, a girl of three years old. Imagine you have a babysitter at home, right? You ask a boy to be babysitter, your uncle comes in or whatever it is. Uh, uncle's a different, bad example. A boy wants to come in to babysit, right? And he's got over there a three-year-old girl. Just became three yesterday. No, child of Yechud. Child of a Daraisa maybe, right? Child of Yechud. What's the child of the other? She's three years old. Rav Moshe goes to a whole length to discuss that. Maybe we can say times are different. In those days, they talk used to get married at that age. It was normal. It was really beer. Nowadays, it's come on non-Egea. And therefore, the child will definitely report what happened. If anything, would to the parent. Lamaisi wants the taina. Maybe we could say the age should be much older. However, he doesn't budge. And therefore, of course, we stick with three. So again, a girl starts from three. And a boy starts from the age of nine. So if you have two children, both under the age of, of Bar and Bas Mitzvah, you have a child of seven and a child of nine. Two of them are children. The halacha is its mutter. There's no yichud. You need one of them to be over, over either Bar Mitzvah or Bas Mitzvah for yichud to begin. Agav, Ruvazna Zatzal, and Shevet HaLevi as a kasha, what happened to Chinuf? And we'll get to it, Be'ez HaShem, when we discuss the halachas of Tzniyas. But stop. The halacha is when you have two children under bar and bas mitzvah, there's no yechot. The moment one of them are over either bar or bas mitzvah, then you have a shayla of yechot. So let me give you a couple of examples. I give an example. This week we had a shayla like this. Somebody called up. They send their children to English lessons. In the afternoon, the kids come home. They send their boys to an English class. English, uh, English lesson, private lesson with a woman who teaches English. Now it's done in the house. The husband is not in the house. The kids are in the park. There's nobody at home. 
So they asked, no, what falacha would help the sikhut? And sending their child, 10 year old child, right, with a woman, or a much older woman, what's the halacha of yichut? So there already we could say, even though it's one on one, we have a heta. What heta do we have? What do we have? We have this woman whose husband is in Kailal, or he's in work, or wherever he may be, as long as he's in the city, so he's balabi. It works unless, obviously, that the Gemara tells us over there in Kedushin, if the child is a Liboy Gaspar with the woman, if they get very Haimish together, very friendly, if it's a situation of neighbors and of friends, so then obviously you have a problem, you cannot use that heta. You're going to have to use another heta. For example, Pesach, the Surah, and Shusarabim, keep the door open. Again, we're not going to Hilchas Yechadov, we've discussed it here before. How, how much open, how little open, the Rashford, the Ram, the Rosh, I'm not going through all the Shitas right now, but if you keep the door open, for sure, that will be a heta over there. Babysitting. One of the most scary shayads I have to tell you almost every night the shayad that comes out is as follows. You have a, a girl babysitter. A girl babysitter who's 13, 14, 15 years old. She's over bas mitzvah. She's babysitting a family. The parents are going out wherever they're going. They have a chasna, they have a bar mitzvah. Now, she's babysitting a bunch of young kids. What's the halacha? You've got a girl there. Say, if the girl is two years old, no shayad. She's under three. But the moment the girl is three years old, Right, and the parents are going out, and you have a girl, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If you have a girl over three with a girl babysitter, often no problem. If you've got a buffer coming in, it's going to be a problem. When you have the other way around, when you have a son that's the age of nine, so then you have a problem with a girl babysitter. What do you do in such a case? You're stuck. What do you do if you have a girl babysitter with a boy over there that's going to be over nine years old? What's the halacha? So it depends. Sometimes you can use a shayla. For example, if a sister will be there, and a sister is, is over five, six, something like that, so she's a shayma on her brother, and that will help. At night you need two shaymim, so you have to have two kids. So you're often stuck. So what do we do in such a case? To leave the door open, not a good eater. No babysitter is going to feel safe with the door wide open or even unlocked. They like to lock it because it's security. So what do you do in such a case? Why do you get out of Hilfus Yechel? So, the chief, so the, there's a famous chuva from the Chabini Rav and David Mishayim. The Chabini Rav is machadish gavaldi gechidish. Says the Chabini Rav like this. Pesach besuach l'shusar rabim. Why does it work? The lumdas is that someone's going to walk into the house at any time, and therefore nothing's going to go wrong inside the house. I go, by the way, you know, people. I, I always give when I give shirim to bacham especially, or to balichuvas especially as well. They often have this thing like, you know what? What type of sick oilum are you dealing with? And Hilchas Yechad, I mean, you don't tell them that it's Yechad for a man to go visit a woman in an old age room who's 94 years old who can't get out of bed. It's a shalom Yechad Doraisa, right? So I once was giving a class of Balichuvas, and then they said to me, you know, Rabbi, we don't want to be disrespectful of anything, but then I said, what type of sick people are we dealing with over here? This is a man doing a mitzvah, you know, Bikahoylim is a woman of 94 years old. So again, we've discussed in Hilfah Sikha, this famous Maisa Rabarin uh, from Kalin, Kavaldiga Maisa, we can't go into now. But uh, just in a nutshell, Chazal understood, and they asked it like this, even though it's Chazal, even though the Gemara says it's the Raisa, Shail if you hold us the Raisa, the Rabbanish, the Sarambam, but the Maisa like this, Chazal understood, or the Torah understood, that we want to forbid a situation that something could happen. Not that we worry it will happen. It might not happen. It probably won't happen. But something that it's shaykh, if there's a slight possibility, if it's in a massive incident situation where something could happen, that already the Torah is makbidon. So dealing with a babysitter, right, with a nine-year-old child, this is the Torah understood that to be in a situation is not the seder in that case. So what do you do? So it came along the Jabina road and said like this, works why? Someone's gonna walk in. Go to the neighbor and tell the neighbor, here's a key to my apartment. Do me a favor, come inside once or twice. And just walk in. 
And that's what they do. The neighbor takes the key and just walks in. So the babysitter, right, sees that the neighbor every so often gets to walk in the house. Now, by the way, if the neighbor doesn't walk inside the house, obviously there's no heta. Because obviously after the first time, the babysitter is going to say, hey, very nice, you're telling me the neighbor's going to walk in, but they never have yet. So obviously that doesn't work. But that would be the eight says, you go and tell the babysitter that the neighbor's got the key. And by the way, they sometimes walk in. And they should. Now, there's a shayla here that we haven't got time to be deal with it. Dvalocha deals with it. And that is, what happens if a woman comes in? So how does it help? You have two women and one man. Two women and one man. The bicep doesn't work. They're going to still also. So we try to send the husband in. It's even better. Then you have two men and one woman. That's better. But again, there's more claims to say by Yechadu Rabbonon. For sure you can be make over there. I'll give you another example. Again, people don't even have such an example. I mean, again, I had to give... I'm, I'm very happy. I gave that Dhamma a moment ago about what the Torah understood. Because for the next one, you know, you think... You have, for example, a... Somebody wants to send their child over to somebody else's house in the afternoon to play. Right? We've got a young daughter. She just finished school. She's three and a half years old. Three and a half years old. She wants to go and play by her friend. No, my boy, She wants to go and play by the friend. So let me go play by the friend. So she goes to the friend's house. The mother has gone out shopping. The husband's at home. No, he's babysitting in the afternoon, the evening, whenever it may be. What do you have at home? You have a major shiloh of yichud. Why do you have a shiloh of yichud? Because this girl of three and a half years old, his own daughter, is too young to be a shamer on himself. And then he's got Yechud with another girl, over three years old. See, so you have a simple situation of sending out your daughter of three and a half years old in a situation with a Shiloh of Yechud Mamish. Now again, there's Heterim, maybe the wife is about to come home, maybe there's other kids in the house, obviously there's Heterim. But just to realize such an example can exist, because these things happen all the time. Brothers and sisters, says the Gemara, Kedushin, Rashi, the Chalkas Mechoikek, the Shach, the Taz, and others, that when it comes to brothers and sisters being in Yichud one to the other, the halacha is, there's no issue of Yichud between a brother and a sister, only Ba'arai. It can only be in a temporary manner, it cannot be Ba'if and Kavua, it cannot be always. What does it mean, Arai? So the Ma'isad Dvalach is Madaik from Rashi that under 30 days is Mutter. More than 30 days is a problem. Rabbi Moshe said no. Came along with Moshe said no. It doesn't go by 30 days. It goes by whatever looks as Bikviyas. So therefore, if you've got a parent that are leaving their kids in the house, um, it happens all the time. The parents come to Israel for a Hasna. They leave the kids, for example, in the house by themselves. You've got a girl and a boy. You've got a brother and a sister. What's the halacha? Arai is mota. As long as it's not boif and kavua, some hold more than 30 days, then it's mota. If it's under 30 days, or it looks like it's done in a temporary manner, according to Moshe, then there's no Issa in such a case. So that's the case of Yechud over there. Let's move on weiter. Uh, Agra, by the way, they asked the Shiloh what happens if brothers and sisters sharing the same room. So again, we're not dealing obviously with older ones, we're dealing with younger ones, but there's obviously no Issa of Yechud with a brother and a sister sharing the room together. There's no Issa, especially the parents and other kids are in the house. There's no Issa from that. But obviously, Tzniyas is an Indian that you have to deal with. Let's discuss Tzniyas. That's what I want to go to now. But this is Mamish, a uh, continuation of that. The Be'alocha in Simon Ayin Hei, Shkoyach, the Be'alocha in Simon Ayin Hei, Brings a shita shulchan shloima, which says like this: the erva of a three-year-old girl is considered to be an erva. What are we dealing with? So in Ein Hey, the Be'alocha is dealing over there with saying brachas kenegad erva. A person wants to say a bracha, and there's a girl there that hasn't got fully dressed with the, with the elbows, and the knees. I'm not going through the shittas of sneeze right now. Whatever, whatever needs to be covered, she hasn't got covered. After three years old, brings the Mishnah Bruin, the Be'alocha, and Simon Ein Hey from the Shulchan Shloima that it's got a din of sneers 
and therefore it's got a din of Ereva. Mimela, you cannot make a brocha in a girl that is over three years old if she's got short sleeves or a short skirt or anything like that. Which means, Lefi that, what many bring down, if we're giving the din of an over three-year-old girl her, her limbs over, you know, the, the knee and the elbow and whatever, we're giving it a din of an Ereva, so that means that when a girl gets that age, that's the age that you have to start covering up them with tights, with socks, with long sleeves, with long skirts, and all these things. That's what comes out from the Be'alocha. However, famously the Chazanish in Simon Tazayim Nerechaim says no. The Chazanish learns that over here we're not dealing with a din of three. We're dealing when it has a din of Hihurim begin. Says the Chazanish, Hihurim do not begin until Be'erich six or seven years old. Until a girl gets to a much older age when she looks like a girl, she has a tsura more of a girl, six, seven. So then the Chazan Ish said it's got a din of an error. Before that, no din error. That means, according to the Chazan Ish, a girl under six years old, unless she's very, very, very mature, a girl under six years old, you would not have to cover their knees and you don't have to cover their elbows. It's not got a din of an error. There's no hurum. That's what the Chazan Ish held. Rabbi Chaim Kinyeski had a whole mahalak to explain that even according to Chazanish, when it comes to Chinuch, you should actually do it at three years old. However, however, I found a very interesting svara in the Sefer from Rafalk. Rafalk is a Sefer Lebushes Shaltaira. Anuchas Sneas. See, he writes over there a very interesting thing. He says like this, very, very interesting. He wants to say like this. He wants to say, what does Chinuch mean? Chinuch means the Mechanic a child, even though right now they're exempt, they're potter. But since eventually they're going to be higher, so train them now to do the right thing, so that when they get old enough, they'll know what to do. Which pastors is what the Mishabu and everybody else is dealing with. You're dealing with a three-year-old child, maybe we wouldn't call her Mamash and Erva, but eventually it will. So train her now, be Mechanach this girl now, you have to wear long sleeves and long skirts and whatever it is. What's going on? So Rafael Tainas, Kavaldegilomdas, he says, what happens when the whole Siba of the Issa is missing. For example, what's the reason that Chinuch, eh, eh, Midoraisa, does not machayev something? It's only Midorabonna's Chinuch. It's because of the age. Take away the age, let it Happens to be that they're lower than the age. Alright, so it's only Chinuch. Says Rafael, what happens if we're missing the entire Yisoid Ha'issa, the Goyim Ha'issa? Then there's no Yisrael, there's no Yisrael of Chinuch. There's no Indian of Chinuch Bakhlal. And he says, I'll bring you to Israel. And I think from this Israel it will become clear. Rafal says, what happens in Shulchan Aruch? We mentioned this before. The Shulchan Aruch says, in Eben Ezech of Bey City Aleph, what's the Allah of taking two children, a boy and a girl, and take a girl of seven and a boy of nine? Oh, whatever age you want, as long as they're under Bar Mitzvah and Bas Mitzvah. Put them together in a closed room. Is there a shayla of Yechud? No. Before she shulchanot, halacha lemaisa. Pshat. Take a folk slicha. What happened to Chinuch? So Rovos Kasher Rovos was tumul there. What happened to Chinuch? Good. You'll tell me they're not mamish in Yechud, but mechanech a child that you don't be in Yechud with a woman or a man. You know, for chulei for chulei, vice versa. What's going on? Elamai said Rovos like this. Certain time that comes out that the whole Sibas HaIssa isn't there. There's nothing in Bechlal. There's no Chinuch, there's no Yechud, they don't understand what it's talking about. 
Mimele said to Rafal the same thing over here. We're covering up a child at the age of three years old. The whole Sibasa Issa is in here. There's nothing. There's no Arab, there's no Tsmias, there's no princess, there's nothing. Mimele Rafal time is that Avada, there's a big mockum to be made in the Indian of covering up the young girls and the Indian of Chinuch. Again, according to the Chazin Ish, it's around about six or seven, or when they start looking like a girl, and that's the mice of the Psach of Rav Moshe and Ravavadia in Yabi Oime. Rabbi Kamenetsky held till about five, over five, depending on what they look like. And the Bemosha Debit Sinarov held even till the age of eight. There's a mock-up. Debit Sinarov and Bemosha. But again, Roy Post can go with the Chazanish of between five and six is normally the age we give a din of an erva, and therefore you could have to cover up at that time. Now, obviously, once the child reaches 11, the Be'alacha says they have to be sneezed even in front of the parents, even in front of the father, the Be'alacha says. Once they reach 11, that's already a whole different Indian. Now, swimming. Chazal tell us about in Gemara in Brochus Davog. The Gemara says over there that David Amelech thanked the Rebbeinu Shalom for making the Mokoim where a mother feeds the baby in a Mokom Tsanua, which means, says the Gemara, Rashi the Rishonim explained that when a child is feeding from its mother, it's only looking at a Mokom Tsanua. David Amelech thanked the Rebbeinu Shalom for that. That's why he stated in the Gemara. So what do we see from here? We see there's an Indian even for a young baby. Not to see something that's not sonua. So the shiny is when people go swimming, for example, the summer is coming up, people go swimming, they go to the beach, they go to a swimming pool, obviously they go to a separate one. So the shiny is when can they bring the kids? Right? They have this all the time. I want to bring my little daughter. She wants to bring her son. What's the ages? So again, there's lots of klolim over here. And again, like I always say, we're just giving the outline. If the shayla comes up, ask a rov. The maisa, we're just giving the inyanim. The Rishlema Zalman said like this. Rishlema Zalman said a father is allowed to bring his daughter to a menstruating pool until she reaches the age of five. Which obviously means he's going like the sheep as we mentioned before, of the age of five, like the Chazanish, she's got a dinner of an erva. And the woman, he said, can bring her son to the woman's pool until he reaches the age of three, but not over the age of three. Now, that's the Maisa, the din with swimming and things like that. Okay, next. We're going to the mikvah, sensitive subject, especially Bismanazer nowadays. If I may be Yovan, a person has to be very, very careful sending his kids that are young to the mikvah by themselves. The Rukhashulchan has a shaila whether or not a son is allowed to go to the mikvah together with his father. The Maisa Roy Poiskim said until the Hurum, it's Mutter, son till about 8, or some say till 10, some even say till Bar Mitzvah. But again, nowadays, obviously, I think we would tell people to be very, very careful where they send their kids to the mikvah, especially in it's not such a busy time. That I may be Yovan. Now, next, Kibbutz Ain. There is an interesting sheet of the Minchas Chinuch. The Minchas Chinuch seems to tie that children are part of Kibbutz Ain. The kids will be happy with this one. But they tie in that's only Minatoyo, but Avada, there's a din of Chinuch, and you have to a child to do Kibbutz Ain. That means you must Machanach children, not to sit on their parents' places, not to say Sadvoru, not to contradict them, not to agree with them. Not and all the Allah is basically a Kibbutz Ain that everybody knows in Reish Yadei, Vesim and Reish Mem, is the Allah that a person has to go and and the children to do that. and they bring down from the Biskarov the Biskarov would Dafka instruct his children to do certain actions even though he can do them himself why? to mazaka the children with Kibbutz of Aim I want to mazaka my children now you have to know now, nowadays generation you have to know if they're going to listen how they're going to take it how they're going to respond you have to know everyone's child obviously there's individuality every child is different every parent is different every relationship is different we're not going through all that in Yonim at this moment of time Stoka and Maisa 
So like this, the most poskim of Anashiv amongst them held, there's no Indian in being Mechanech a child to give money that they make to Maisek Sofen. To give, to give Maisek Gelt. Right, a person, for example, a, a child gets Hanukkah Gelt, gets Purim Gelt, gets a birthday Gelt, whatever it may be. So Maisek Rebbe Yashiv, the Kenyan Torah and others held, there's no Indian of Chinuch to do that whatsoever. Why? Because even the Maisa, an adult, as we know from the famous Pischei Tshuva in Yeridei, Simon Reish Tanalev, is Mustafaik, what does the din of Maisa Bizman Hazer? Very unclear what Maisa Chiv we have as adults. So because an adult already is a Shaila, is it the rise of Drabon, is a Minig, and we pask in the Maisa, it's a Minig, so it becomes the Chinuch, there's a Mokim to be made. So Rabbi Yashav and others held, there's no din Bechlau. Rabbi Shlomo Zalman said like this, if a child gets money, he's Potter. But if he still has the money when they become bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah, they still have that money in the bank account, they put it away for a saving, for a rainy day, then Rabbi Shlomo said once they reach the age of bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah, oh, now they have to give maisa. That was the psaq of Rabbi Shlomo Zalman, Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky, and Rabbi Nisan Karelitz held that children are always chayiv in maisa. Again, chayiv. You should try to machanet children to give maisa from any money that they receive. Now, if you give stocker to a child, right? You have never children that go around collecting stocker, they need it for themselves. So, as Kinyonim, of Hilchas Kinyonim, of Chosha Mishbal, could be a child, wasn't really Kinyonim, it goes to the father, whatever. But stocker, you are still Makayim, because at the end of the day, they were men and they got Hanor from it. Chesed. The Chavaz Chaim and Avaz Chesed brings the Apostle about Aboka, Rots, Avram, Vayitin, Alana, Rashi, and the Rishonim tell us this is Yishmael. Avram was trying to teach Yishmael to do Chesed. Therefore, says the Chavaz Chaim, a person should try to mechanic his children to do Chesed. Give them stocker. Let them be Marigan and let them become normal in doing Chesed for other people. The Kedushas Levi in Purim, I think it's Kedushas Shishnia, brings over there, he remembers that his father always sent him with things for other people, not because of because of Aiden or whatever, it was poshut to go and make sure that he became accustomed to the inyonim of Chesed. Baltashkis. So the from the Gemara in Yumadaf Ayin Chesam and Beis, it comes out as follows: that a person wants to give his child something that they're going to break. For example, you have an old phone. You're about to put it into the garbage, you're about to put it in the bin, I've got nothing, no use for it. You give it to the kids, the kids will take it to pieces, they'll unscrew, they'll have a great time, it'll be great. I bought hashkis. But hashkis, as we once explained here once before, doesn't only mean wasting a piece of bread. But means breaking something that's got a usage. If it's got a usage, but I happen to throw it out, what's that? Locha. So there again, we've from the Gemara, you metafying test, it's mutter to give it to a child because he has a law by ruining it, by playing with it, that's a te'elah then. Now obviously, machanah children, not to waste food, and not to throw away things that obviously have a usage, that is the chinuch of Baal Tashfis. How long does a child have to wait after eating meat? One of the most common shyness that parents always have, they want to give the children schnitzel for supper, and then straight away a bottle of milk afterwards. What's the halacha? So again, without going too much into the lomdas of what we're dealing with over here, the maizah as follows. A child under the age of three, there's absolutely no Indian bachlal, maybe our pizoyah kodesh, but it's not for now, is halacha the Under three, no Indian bachlal. The child can have bossa and straight away have a cup of milk without any problem whatsoever. The person can do advice that you should, write, you should wipe out the outside of the mouth 
just to make sure you're not actually doing a sliya biyadayim or basavachalov together. But once the mouth is basically clear, you're allowed to give a child milk immediately after eating meat. When it comes to a child over the age of three, it's always best if they start waiting something. We try to tell people to try to wait around about an hour if it's possible. That means if a child is going to bed at three and a half, four years old, four and a half, five years old, and they need the bottle of milk to put them to sleep, it's a hundred percent mutter to give them the bottle of milk even if it's less than an hour. If it's possible to wait an hour, obviously that's what they should do. And obviously we're not discussing about giving treats and chocolates and things like that to the kids in less than an hour. They don't need it. If a child needs at the age of five to have milk within six hours or within an hour, obviously there's a market to be made. Now there are many hold that on the age of six, seven years old, you should already try the Muhammad children to wait, you know, again, three hours, six hours, depending on what everybody waits, we're not going into all the nyanim at this moment of time. Um, however, when a child gets nine and ten years old, then you should wait six hours. There are sheeters that hold you do not have to machanak a child until bar mitzvah. That was the Psak Lamaisim Ravadya, and others also held that way. But again, everyone depends on the child. Some are weaker children, some are healthier children. Depends on the child. If the child can cope with it, the child should do it. If they can't cope with it, some children need it, they need their comfort, they need their bottles, they need their milk. Then obviously there's a mock to be made. Next, Yoshan Hora. Lashon Hora is an instant to speak Lashon Hora as we know. Whether it's an adult, whether it's a child, whether it's a child speaking about an adult, or an adult speaking about a child, there's an Issa, the right of speaking Lashon Hora in every situation. If a person hears his child speaking Lashon Hora, he has a khir, a mitzvah, to stop that child from doing You know, it's, it's unfortunate, this is not the time to discuss Lashon Hora. But Stam, you know, people get involved. It's become so normal. If only we would machanach our children to make sure that this is a normal Issa like every other Issa. We have the opportunity. We, I, remember, I remember for myself, when I was going on a shidduch with my wife now, so I remember distinctively at the shidduch day discussing this inyan, and I said to my wife, I said, I'd like to machanach our children, that just like you don't eat chaza, you don't see Lashon Same inyan, it's the same level. It shouldn't be that there's a difference. Now, we need to see after the Shemaya, it's not so simple. But we have the opportunity at this moment of our lives to machanach our children, that speaking Lashon is the same situation, the same is the same uh, Aveira as eating trade, or even worse, but that really, we're not going into Lashon Hora. Now, to ask a child, this is so shaykh, a child comes comes home from Khaida, comes home from school, no, what do they do to you? What did the teacher say about you? What did your friends say about you? What happened over there? What happened over there? There was a fight. Tell me who did it. All these sorts of cases. Lemaisa. Issa Gomo. It might be very curious. It might be nice. But there's an Issa, even though the child has to listen to the parent of Kibbut of Ha'im, but obviously, Misha Minon, right? They have a Yubayni Shalayim who says, you're not allowed to speak Lashon Hara. Now, if it's Lotay Eles, then it's Mota. Obviously, Lotay Eles is Mota. There's no shot. I just had this moment this afternoon. A Bocha and wanted to know if he's allowed to Megal, he's allowed to reveal certain uh, very bad negative traits on, a, on another bocha that he knows for Shidduchim, if he's allowed to go and tell it to the people who are asking Shidduchim, right? There's no shayla about it. The things he told me that this bocha does, the other side is just going to put down the phone and just forget the whole shidduch. I told him he had a chiv gomer to do that, right? <laughs> it's poshut. You're standing by and someone else is getting harmed. So of course, look to Ellis, it's mutter. If you need to find out what's going on with your children in school and Khaida with their friends, in order to help the situation, look to Ellis, explain this to the children. Tell them. Don't just tell them who well, tell me, tell me who did this and the You're teaching the children to speak Lash and Hora. You're teaching them that it's mutter. You have to tell children, by the way, I'm allowed to ask you this because it's Lute Ellis. It's for your good. It's very important to Muhammad children to do that. Um, okay, let's continue. Sheker. 
When it comes to speaking lies, there is no difference between an adult or a child. There's a Gemara in Sukkotach Membov where Rebzeirah says over there, famous Yusoyim Chinuch, which is brought down already in all the Chinuch books, in the psychological Goyesh books. They taught this thousands of years later. They came up with this new Chiddush, which the Gemara talks about over there in Sukkot from Rebzeirah. Where Rebzeirah says over there, do not promise something to a child and don't give it to him. It's so important, I can't tell you. I've heard from my own kids, you know, oh, this rabbi, yeah, he promises things, he doesn't do it. They hop straight away, and you're teaching them something. You know, the Chazanish once saw a person who was doing davening, was smacking the child because he was talking during davening. So the Chazanish went up to him and says, I want to tell you something. You've taught your child two things. Number one, you can't speak, you're not allowed to speak during davening. Number two, that you're allowed to get angry. You have to be so careful what you do with your children. You're teaching them. We said this so many times at the beginning. A child looks at their parents like the G'doylem Ador. Like, Mom, they don't have anybody else in their lives. They look at their parents as the G'doylem. And if the G'doylem do something, so to speak, that's not correct, then obviously the people are looking at them to want to take on the same way. The children are looking at their parents like G'doylem Mamish. And therefore you have to be careful when it comes to the the, the, the Chobetz Chaim, in the Sefer Svastomim, Ba'arichas over there in Perevov, talks about the Indian of, have to be so careful, parents have to machanet their children not to speak Sheker. The Mishtabur in Shemem Gimel says, Ba'avaneseinu harabim, we listen to our children speaking Sheker, speaking Lashon Hora, and we don't do anything about it, says the Chobetz Chaim in Shemem Gimel. A person has to be careful, the Peleyot, the Shlach Kodesh Ba'arichas speak about this, of how a person has to be careful from Sheker. In fact, even more so, from a Zalman as a tshuva, and he writes, what happens if you have parts of the Torah that when you want to teach them to children, they're not so tzniyas. So you want to make a few changes. You know, they have certain Mishnahis, have certain Gemorahs. You know, you don't want to teach the children these things. They're a little bit young to start asking these curious questions. So you want to start changing things. When Prem Zalman has a kasha, if you're allowed to do that, he says, Chas v'sholem. We don't change anything. You don't mashaka, you don't say sheka. Could be you have to say so many details. Could be you don't have to spend so long on it. Could be you can minimize it in the way that you speak, dilute it slightly. But to change the pshat because you think this is not sneers, we don't do that with Torah as well as the pshat Lemaisa from Rabbi Yashiv and the Rishlam Zalman Lemaisa. And that leads us on to Talmud Torah. You have a day. The part of the Gemara in Kedushin Chavtes brings the possibly Lemantem or Somas right? Which obviously the Gemara tells us from there we have a Chiv to teach our children Torah. That's the Chiv. What's the age? There's a Gemara in Sukkotach Membeis. The Gemara says, Hayodele Dabe, Aviv Lam De Torah. What Torah? The Gemara says, that's what it means. The question is, what's Pshat in the Mishnah? What does that mean? The moment the child speaks, oh, we have to chat them. Now everybody knows, once the child starts speaking, right? The mommy and the daddy are fighting over which one will the child say first. Will she say mommy first? Will she say daddy first? I mean, that's what the parents are asking. No one's busy trying to teach the children. And that's how it goes. So I found Baruch Hashem, maybe this is Mudala Khatrila. Rumisim Karelitz writes like this. He says that, what does it mean, It doesn't mean when they know how to speak. It means, and this is the Gavaldi Galimus Chos and the Olim, because I never saw anybody at the moment the child starts, you know, gurgling, trying to teach their children Torah Tziva. Says Rebbe Karelitz, means they understand what they're saying. Speaking without understanding is not Talmud Torah. And therefore, if the child doesn't understand what they're saying, that's not called Talmud Torah. You have to wait till they understand a little bit of what they're saying. Now, once they get the age of understanding Torah, 
So obviously you have to machanet them in Torah. What about Birchaz HaTorah? So often there will not be the age of Birchaz HaTorah until a little bit later. So then already you can wait to say Birchaz HaTorah. That means you're allowed to teach them Torah even though they haven't made a broch of Birchaz HaTorah first because they're not yet the age of Birchaz HaTorah. Choshe Mishpat, couple of Shailas. And Shulchan Aruch and brings down to stop children from stealing even from their parents. Children should not think that, oh, it's from my parents, it's all one mishpacha, one family, you're allowed to steal. If a child steals, the Shulchan Aruch tells us over there, Siv Gimel and Shimon Tess, they have to return what they stole. Unless, obviously, it's gone from the world, they've spent it already, then they're potter. But otherwise, they have a khiv to repay everything that they stole if it's still there. Agav the Ramor writes in Shimon Gimel Chaim that when a child gets older, they should do some kind of kapora for anything that they stole when they were a child. The same thing, Rahman son, if a child hits a parent, right? Terrible Avera. But again, these are kids, they don't understand. Me'ika Hadin, there's no tshuva when they get older. However, it's toiv for a person to makabal on himself something, some kind of tshuva when he gets older. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, Dachnun Heyman Bey says, a cotton that does an Avera. Even if there's no oinish, they won't get punished. Or but takola ika, there was something wrong that they did. They say the Hasidim brings down that a child that um, a child that gets older should do vida in everything they might have done wrong when they were a child. Rabbi Chaim Kenyevsky quotes the Chazan Ish that says as follows: that the ma'isa avera of a cotton is a ma'isa isn't it's matante malei. Just the Torah said that the potter because they were a child. A child damages something. A child can go somewhere and they smash someone's door, the window, the bo- whatever it is. They smash something or they hire to pay. So obviously the Choshe Mishpat Shochanor and Simatop Bedalus says they are potter from paying. That means the parents are also potter from paying. Even if the father gave a ball to his son to play and the, and the son plays with the ball and he smashes someone's window, we are not Machayev the father from paying because it's a normal thing to do. If the father gives the child something that's dangerous that's going to damage, obviously maybe then we'll say that the child or the father or at least will be high in such a case borrowing money if a child borrows money in the under the age of six years old without going into the big under six they are potter from paying back over six already depends on what they are Nemonis. Uh, Children do not have nemonis pachla when it comes to mitzvahs min For example, classic case. Shochonog discussed this in Yerodeisim and Kuvchot. A child, you send a nine-year-old son to go buy a, a, a new uh, a pila, right, or a knife that you need, one of these sharp knives. And he goes and buys you one of these sharp knives. And he comes and says, don't worry, mother, I toiled it already. There was a mikveh inside the shop or outside the shop, wherever it was, right? He toiled it already. He's nine, ten, eleven years old, twelve years old, right? It's a doraisa. Metal is doraisa. Therefore, the Shulchanor passes Allah and Yerodeus in that this child cannot be believed. It's a doraisa. And therefore, we can't believe him that he toiled it. However, there's a big difference to this. Certain times we do believe him. For example, the Shulchanor Harav in the beginning of Yerodeus, he Olive writes, what happened? If you give a chicken to your son to go to the shaykhah to shecht it, do we believe the son when he went to, when he went to the shaykhah that he came, went to the shaykhah and he came back from the shaykhah? Or another example, right? Born again to us maybe nowadays. Tov 9 What happens? You send your 11-year-old boy 
to go buy yourself some meat from the local shop. And he buys a packet of meat, cold meat, cold cuts, whatever it is, right? How do you believe him? Obviously, it's got the hash and it's sealed. We're not dealing with that. Let's say it's in a plastic bag. It's wrapped up. How do we know that he went to the place? And Shulchan Aruch says, and the Mephoshim explains a big difference. To say someone did something that he might never have done, this we don't believe him. But to say the Dafka went to Makalko to buy something trade, or didn't go to the Shoycha and cut it himself, that we don't say. That we don't say. We had the Shaili, if only remembers, once I had a, a, a person call me up one time in the afternoon. His father, his father was a Goy, and his mother was Jewish, so he was obviously Jewish, but his father was a Goy. And he called me the following shine is an interesting one. So I love these people, you know, Mamish, have you got a spare minute? And they call like what well, these Mamish crazy Mamish random shilas that you know you need really have to have Yeshiva dance for. But his father was a goy and his father came from Khutzlawitz to buy him to, to visit him for a couple of weeks, whatever it was, and he bought him supper. So he came back with a whole plate, you know, but that's his Khaledas, whatever it was, supper, right? Gavaldi, beautiful, wonderful. The problem is he said, My father's a goy. Boshash and I'm I'm allowed to eat it, I'm allowed to take it, it's a goy. So whatever, I told him there's a Tosis and a Bedezor that says we're not Khoshish for a goy to try Dafka to go a Michshel and put a, a Jew into a Kilkul situation. So we say the same thing over here. To say that a child, even though it's the rice, the Shechita, and everything else, we don't say a child with Dafka is going to go out by trade if they could have bought kosher. Uh, any money that's earned by a child or a, a Mitzia that a child finds, I've had parents call up sometimes, you know, my father, my son just found a hundred shekel, is he allowed to keep it or not? So is anything that the child finds or anything the child makes belongs to the father, does not belong to the son. The son can go babysitting, that's wonderful. He'll make ten shekel, twenty shekel, beautiful. It belongs to the father. You may want to decide to let him keep it, that's wonderful. But it does belong to him. Couple more halachas and then we're finished. Number one, crying. The crying of a child. The Svarim Akadoshim bring down. There's a big toilet of children crying, believe it or not. The Chayvah Salabavis in Shara B'china Perikhei brings down that in the brain of every child there's a certain lecha, there's a moisture, there's a liquid, and it often goes on the eyes. And therefore when the child cries, it gets it out of the eyes and it's, it saves his eyes from terrible things. So you'll tell me, no, that's great. We'll let the kids cry all day. We don't want them to have this problem, right? So the Maisa know, the Sefer Taharis HaKadosh brings down that too much crying, number one, is not a, is a child of Rahmanis, and number two also is a problem of his mazik, the ear of the child. The next three shilas I saw, beautiful. There's a chuvas in the Debit Sinarov, in Ben Moshe, in Chenik Ches, Simon Laman Vok. He brings three interesting shilas which I've heard people discussing, and people ask the Debit Sinarov, the Ben Moshe, oh, is there a Makor for such a thing? Number one, not to let a child look in the mirror until they have teeth. So the Maisi, he said, absolutely yes, Kachel's the Minig. It doesn't mean my Makor is where it comes from, but he says, that's the Minig, and it has a Makor, and therefore we have to do it. He says, make a child look in the mirror before they have teeth. It delays the teeth and it delays the, the, the speech from coming. That's number one. Truva number two. To stand over a child or to jump over a child. Sometimes, you know, parents want to play with the kids. It's a beautiful thing, right? But to go and jump over a child, the Moshe writes, is not a good thing. It should not be done. And if a person does it, he should reverse it by jumping backwards over the other way to reverse whatever goes on. Again, nobody said, I'm not going to explain to you what's going on in Shomayim when a person does these things because I don't know. But that's what the Ben Moshe writes. A person has to be careful from jumping over children. Number three, uh, the red band, he said. People asked him if there's any in you know, putting the red band around the wrist or around the ankle or on the buggy of the child. Avada, he says, has an Indian and it's not a Shaila of Chukas or Darke Emoiri. 
on the knee, Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky brings the Maisa Rashi Pasha Mishpotim that says that a transfer to Machanik his children not to go on their knees when they play games. This is very Shia. When they, when they play games, Rashi tells us over there that going on knees is a Shaila of Avoid Zorah. That's how they used to do it. Therefore, should Machanik children not to go on their knees. Scaring a child, the Kitushulchanorah and the Kafachayim and Simon Deishmen bring. A person should not scare a child that something Tommy will come and bite him. Don't say, ooh, that cat's, that cat's going to bite you. Ooh, that dog's going to bite you. Says the Kavachayim, the Kavachayim, we should not do this to our children. He says all sorts of things, the Kedusha, the child, and all these things. Again, Rabbi say, I'm not going to at this moment of time explain to you exactly what's going on in the Shemayim. The last one is Kosha L'Shikha. We should try as much as we can, says the Sefer Segula Sisral, to be Makbit in all of the Inyanim of Kosha L'Shikha when it comes to children. Whether that means uh, eating the end of the bread, or eating harogel bezayis, right? Eating olives, or wiping their hands clean after until it's a dime on their own clothing, clothing inside out, two pairs of clothing on at the same time. All of these things should also be makbed on a child, even if he hasn't started learning Torah. Culture came if he started learning Torah. Rukhain Kalyevsky writes that the Indian of Koshal Shikha doesn't mean that you're going to forget what you learn, but it actually reduces the volume of your brain of what you can remember in the future. And the last thing that a person could do for his children, which is probably the most harsh of the thing, apart from Shalom Bayis itself, which the Stiper said is 50% of, of good children, is Tefillah. Tefillah, the Rishis Chochmah writes that in Parashat the Gidel Bonim, he says there's a choiv on every single person, and this is double Poshat, that every person has to dumb for his children, that's loch of his children, is brought in Tonnet as well, that a person should dumb his children. The Morgan Avram and Seminar Rishon Gimel brings that a mother, before she lights the candles, should be dafka dabin by children. That time is a tremendous time of siyata dishmai. I'll just tell you, I normally say to the ladies when I give shir and hirudlaka zaneris, so I always start with this story. I always say, there was a famous, there was a couple here in Eretz Yisrael a number of years ago, a very traditional Israeli couple. And they were very traditional, you know, the wife lit candles, and that was basically all of this, that was Shabbos that she did in the house as a Zeicha. Her husband was one of the top ministers in the government, I think it was the time of one of the prime ministers, whatever it was, to make a difference who it was. And uh, he was all with the prime minister, that was his hero, that was his, you know, everyone that he looked up to. And this woman, when she lit Shabbos candles, I don't know if it was before Shkia or after Shkia, whatever it was, when she lit candles, she did one thing, she knew that you had to pray. So she prayed for her children. And she prayed for her children to be the greatest person possible. And she only knew the greatest person from her husband. Her husband said that the Prime Minister, maybe it was Ben-Gurion, I don't know who it was. He was the greatest person I saw every single hour of Shabbos. She used to stand lighting the candles and she davened for her children to be as great as the Prime Minister of Israel. And it went on for years. Until at one point, it's the true Maeser, by At one point, the Prime Minister had a historical meeting with the Chazanish. And he met the Chazanish. It was like, whatever went on, went over there, everyone knows the Maeser. When he came back, he went had a meeting with his ministers that he said, he said, Rabbi, I want to tell you something. I met an angel. I met somebody that is just posh, not a human being. I've never seen me like it in my life. And when this man was sitting around the table, he, he saw the awe that the Prime Minister had for this person, this man, old rabbi in Bnei Barak, that he'd never seen or heard of in his life. He came back and he told his wife, he said, you should know. The Prime Minister was so impressed with this Chazan Ishman, this Rav in Bnei Barak. So when the woman heard that, she said, that's wonderful. If the Prime Minister holds that he's great, I'm going to daven for my kids. And she changed her tefillah that era of Shabbos to daven not for, the, not for the Prime Minister anymore. She started davening that she wanted her children to be like the Chazan Ish. You know who the Chazan Ish was and what he looked like, but she heard that and, and the Prime Minister was impressed. She's also impressed. Lemaisa, years later, 
the grandson, or maybe it was even the son, if I remember correctly, sent over the Maisa, he's now today, Ada Yomazet, Tavshin Ein Hei, 2015, is a very, very big Talmud Chacham and a Rosh Kodal here in Yerushalayim. And again, why? From the mother's tefillahs by Adlokas Aneiris. So we should remember one thing, and that is the Yisoyed of Chinuch. I once saw, Rav Noach Olerich once time, brings down in Sefer, he said it many times in the Shurim on Chinuch. He said, you know, all the Chinuch tips and everything, it's wonderful. It's lovely to have tips and all the things and all the advice, it's beautiful. But it's like a package that comes without batteries included. A, a, a packet of something, an electric item that is, is a nice thing. But it doesn't come with batteries, you've got to put the batteries in yourself. He says the same thing when it comes to chinuch. All the advice, all the wonderful things, it's beautiful. But the parents are the batteries. And the parents put the energy and the koyach and enthusiasm for Yiddishkeit, for everything, Torah and mitzvah that we've discussed, into the child. Some sofa has a very interesting pshat in the minig. Why a father wears a kittel on Leila Seder? Says the some soiba, why is it that we do, we don't? A father puts on something that a mace, Lalaini Rahman Nasan has to put on. Why is it Leila Seder, which is such a beautiful night, such a simcha, we spoil it, so to speak, with this item of clothing? Says the some soiba, what's the mitzvah hayoim? What's the mitzvah Leila Seder? The some soiba says is what? Is to instill the emunim, the tochen, and the rabbinishalim into our children. That's the night that we have to do it, right? The Gadol Abincha, that is the night. Says the Chsam Sofer, we duff to put a begad shall mace him on. Because we have to realize, the father has to realize, that this is something that a mace wears, and after this, there's nothing that's going to help you except what you put into your children. What we put into our children, we mentioned this right in the beginning. Parents are an example for their children. The parents are looked upon, as we said, as Gedolim Ador Mamish. Therefore, the example that we set, the love that we give, the enthusiasm for Torah and Mitzvahs rubs off against the children. Be'ez HaShem, we should all have Siyat Dishmaya to make sure that we machanech our children in the correct way. Next week, Be'ez HaShem, we'll start with a brand new topic. Be'ez HaShem.